Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Good afternoon, folks. And as I mentioned before, I have the pleasure of speaking with the two TNT scholars that have graduated with top honors at um, Howard University College of Engineering and Architecture, having attained the highest scores possible in their computer science studies. We have Deontay Taylor, 23, and Tyrone Smith, 22. Good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Nice. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, man. Good afternoon. I think I'm making out Tyrone voice there. Tyrone voice and um, Deontay <laughs> voice, right? So good afternoon, guys. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Thanks, sir. Uh, you know, doing this interview, I know you all have been been busy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. All right, nice, man. So, first of all, we, we talked to Deontay first. Well, how, how does it feel? How does it feel, Deontay? You are a South boy coming from Presentation College. How do you feel right now? You know, a lot of pride, a lot of pride. Um, you know, that's a lot of messages, a lot of love from the people from the country. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's a surreal feeling for sure. Yeah. What, 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 what part of South? What part of South? You from South? What part of South? You from? Well, I'm from Central. Oh, okay. Um, I lived in South a, a couple of times, but mainly from Central, from Coover. Okay. Um, okay. But I went to Press, so I was kind of claim South too. Nice man, Press doing Press proud. And how do you feel, Tyrone? Yeah, definitely. The only way to describe it is, you know, just proud, pride. Like mm-hmm. that's all I, I could really feel. Uh, with this, just and, and just like Dion to mention, you know, the love. That we receiving from everyone today mm. has just been amazing. Yeah, it's so nice. Any, any, any of your, your old teachers um called you or connected with you all and said, I know you all could do it. Any encouragement for some of your old teachers, maybe from Prez or from St. Mary's? <laughs> um, a, a dean, a dean from uh CIC reached out mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, you know, just congratulated me and stuff like that. So that was great, also, you know, someone influenced me like that hearing from them yeah man so like, yeah, same thing on my side um a couple yeah. of teachers reached out but nice. also like during navigating the entire process to, you know mm-hmm. apply to these colleges was a bit difficult and <laughs> the guy that helped me the most reached out to you know yeah i had to reach out to him as well you know it's an amazing feeling to you know, tell him well, after all that trouble you know back and forth for weeks we trying to organize applications and these essays and these recommendations you know mm-hmm. for it to finally pay off yeah man was it always a, your dream the to to attend university um, outside of Trinidad and Tobago in the States and in terms of how what or when you did the SATs that just happened. Was this always a, a dream of yours? Right. So, yeah, I would say that for sure. Um, what happened was when I was in Form 6, actually, one of my friends, he told me about SATs, right? Yeah. And I think in South, we don't have as much a push as in terms of, like, going to America. Like, most of my friends would have went to London, would have went to Canada. Right. And I was like, I don't really feel like going over there. I want to go somewhere else, you mm-hmm. know. And talked to my friend, he told me about SATs. And I looked up the possibilities of, you know, what can be done. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, in terms of going away and, you know, paying that US, the US dollars for a degree, mm. um, it's really difficult unless you have a lot of funding. And the only way I could have secured that was maybe through an open scholarship or some other form, you know, a medium. So what happened was I decided, okay, let me look for schools with big scholarships. Right. And I stumbled upon um, some of the Ivy League schools, actually. Mm-hmm. So my dream school at the time was Harvard. Right. And I applied to Harvard and I got um, the food. And that was like a game changer because, you know, I was like, okay, what are I going to do now? What's, what's the next step? What's the next step? And it just so happened that, you know, my uncle lived kind of close to Howard. He told me about Howard. It's a good school. Um, 
Uh, I just added to my list, you know, one day randomly, you know, I think on the last day, mm. <laughs> I added to my list and luckily, you know, we got accepted and everything kind of sold from there. Yeah, man. So when, when you say, what is, in terms of a scholarship, does that mean a, a full scholarship where you didn't have to pay anything or money still had to be to be running some way, somehow? Right. So um, I actually did get receive a full scholarship. So what the scholarship awarded me was a... Well, full tuition, firstly. Secondly, I got free housing as well on campus. Thirdly, mm-hmm. I got my meals paid for. And to top it all off, I also got a laptop to help me with my studies as well. All right, okay. Well, you'll get to that laptop situation because I was reading the story when it's time to go to class. I didn't even have the laptop, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Tyron, what about what about you? Was Howard your, your, always your dream? To leave Trinidad and go to Howard, or you know, some people wanted to go to UE or just get a job. But what was your was this your dream? Uh for me, going away to study uh, was always a part of my dream, whether it was uh considered maybe the United uh Kingdom of also the States. Mm-hmm. Um I'd say a school like Howard, Howard was always on my radar as a school. Yeah. Um I didn't have a specific one dream school, you know, to go to. Right. But right. I think after applying and getting through to Howard and, and speaking to people who went there and, and learning about the history of the school and just a number of things um, that that really sold it for me after doing the SATs and uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. And your, your scholarship was full, full scholarship as well? Yeah, so I got that off of uh, doing the SAT. Mm-hmm. And how, how easy or hard it is these SATs or just to acquire these SATs because a lot of people might may not know these SATs because there's some I'm sure there's some students that are still their parents but I want to go away to study I want to go to Harvard like these fellas and the only thing they think of boy is all this money I had to spend you know but how did you uh, yeah. arrive at getting to, to do these SATs where do you do SATs where do how do you sign up to do SATs yeah so uh like Beyonce mentioned I and he can go into this as well um it, the process is not very widely known, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say to learn and go about doing it takes a lot of research on your own or reaching out to people who have previously done it. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky for me, a lot of students in my year group um, at St. Mary's College, um, at the time when we were applying, there were a large number of us who were interested in going away and sort of had an idea um of what the process entailed Mm -hmm. so to do the sat um you usually have to register online um there are specific um dates uh throughout the year where the exam is offered and at a number of locations in the north and south trinidad um and you have to uh sign up there's a fee a a fee associated and you have to sign up and do this exam right Uh, also, there are very limited few uh, people who provide like uh, lessons or teachings on how to actually do this uh, SAT exam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't uh, think of any off the top of my head, but uh, maybe Deontay might be able to assist there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a process where you kind of almost have to be in the know almost to know about it, which I think uh, is not very good. I, I feel yeah. like it's something... Is a it? lot of people should be aware of, you know. Yeah, it's almost like uh, you had to be in a, like in a clique to get into gay SATs. That I yeah, yeah, know. I, I think a, so. You had to know somebody, you know somebody, you know somebody. Now, Deontay, with the, the, the actual SATs, because you're applying to go to school in America, is it like an American 
syllabus you had to know american history what exactly yeah is it? so um in terms of the SATs, it's mainly just maths and english that's all okay there's a uh, rights and components as well but it's really only required if you're trying to go to like some of the top top schools so that's like your harvard your yale your princeton um mm. but even then it's still kind of optional so the main thing is the maths and the english yeah um in some of the in terms of the maths actually I tell people this all the time. You don't really need to do Form 6 to go away, first of all. You could go away after Form 5. Mm-hmm. Lots of my friends have done that. Um, and the math syllabus, it's basic Form 5 math with some ad math associated with it. Yeah. I would say the hardest part is like the timing. It's broken down into two sections. One section, you are allowed to use a calculator. Mm-hmm. While the other section, it's 20 questions where you have to do Ooh. mental math throughout the entire thing. Okay. So that is usually where people trip up. In mm-hmm. terms of the English section, it is American English, and I hate English, so that was not fun to go relearn that and relearn the rules and the different things you have to do. In addition to that, there's also like a very, very uh, deep comprehension section where you have to read a lot of long passages and interpret them. I would say the only good part about it is the majority of the English, if not all of it, is multiple choice. Right. So that's kind of good and bad because sometimes it hits you mm-hmm. some two answers are way too similar you currently eliminate one so you have to kind of you know figure it out but uh i would say it's not re- it's not super difficult to get like a, a good score okay okay so you 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 are actually like in a how about people timing it like you say you have the the timing answers like in a classroom and there's a time is there somebody watching you I think it's not like an online thing right no, it's like uh, it's like a regular exam. It's okay. like a regular CXC exam. Um, right. to be honest, you yeah. know, we have the exam now. They oversee the exam. Mm-hmm. The classroom filled with about fifty or forty people just lined up. You hire little um shaders to share their multiple choice answers, and that's really about it. All right, cool. All right, so you did your SATs. You were successful. Um, I guess it, it will be different schools, right? And then you had to choose, or different schools will choose you as a kid according to your points or stuff. How does that? How does that work, boy, Tyron? Like, how did? Well, you know, get to go to Harvard. Is it that you picked Harvard or Harvard picked you from the SAT scores? How does that work? Um, yes. Yeah, so with Howard and other schools, how it works is, um, <coughs> well, so the process is not 100% clear, but generally they take into account your SAT score. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they take into account your SAT score as well as um, your grades throughout secondary school, right. or whether you have a GPA or whether you have, um, you know, your CXC and your CAPE and these, uh, your CSEC and CAPE grades and these things, mm-hmm. that is part of your application, right. as well as they also take into account um, activities that you participate in throughout secondary school, whether it's sports, whether it's any kind of uh, academic club, or it doesn't have to be academic related. Um, they look at those things as well as their, like Deontay mentioned, uh, for each school, uh, there's a essay component um, where you actually have to write an essay based on a prompt that the school provides. Um, and they like t- to look at that as well, um, just to get a full picture of you. And based on that, I guess, they would in within their admission rooms and these things would uh, you know, choose students, I guess, who fit um, what they're looking for, uh, as well as, yeah, who fit what they're looking for. Nice, nice. Okay, so every school would have their basic criteria. So let's talk about home, like, like where the area you grew up from, where you grew up already, Tyrone? 
uh, Central Trinidad as well, Shagonas, mm. basically my entire life. Yeah. But also um, uh, spend time between Shagonas and Maraval uh, between parents. Mm-hmm. So I also play Maraval as well. Okay. So your parents are not necessarily together? No, okay. they're not. So right. um, growing up since primary school, mm-hmm. spent you know, sometime by my dad and Shagonas and mm-hmm. mom and Maraval yeah. and going back and forth, you know. But I like that. So I, I claim both places. Nice, man. That, that didn't affect you academically in any way. You know, some kids, their parents not together, whole thing, and have problems, you know. Not, 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 nothing like that with you? Uh, not for me. You know, I uh, see it with other people, but I think my parents did a great job of um, being, you know, cordial with each other and working yeah. for the betterment nice. uh, for me. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and, and have a good relationship. But I know that's not always the case with everyone. Yeah. And what about you, Deante? I know you mentioned I read in your story here where your um, mom had stopped working. Well, your mom stopped working and then uh, well, it was 2019 pandemic times. And then your father got in an, an accident. You know, and you really had to really tough it out to do these as it is. But because, but before that, growing up, growing up for you, where you say you grew up in in Coover, was it Coover or how was growing? Yeah, up I grew up you? in Coover. Yeah. So I grew up in Coover at the time when my mom and dad separated. It wasn't always a easy co-parenting um, <laughs> family. You know, a mm. couple of disputes here and there. So, you yeah. know, sometimes I might go by my mom, mm. sometimes I might go by my dad. Um, and kind of, you know, navigate that, you know, sometimes I'd be kind of mad to be in Cuba because now I wake up early to travel to school. Sometimes, you know, I prefer San Fernando a little more. Yeah. See my friends. Sometimes I prefer Cuba a little more because I see my friends more there too as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, my mom wasn't working. Then my dad, who was the breadwinner at the time, got into that accident. That kind of threw off my momentum a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, um, what doesn't kill you really makes you stronger. So, you know. My next step was, you know, what can I do to be our assistant? You know, what can I do to make things better? Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, I got to about the grocery at that point in time. I worked okay. there like a couple of years, actually. I worked there. I think I worked in GTA for about three years yeah. consecutively, you know, to help me pay for like my lessons, my classes, my SAT stuff, you know, nice. all of that. And, you know, just kind of try to help to support myself, you know, as well as the family. So, yeah. Very good, man. Very good. There was one time I was in a, I went to a grocery. I wouldn't call the name. And the um, cashier, two young, young, young people talking to the cashier and the guy packing the grocery saying that this grocery, don't even want to give them time to, to study because, I mean, that is not what they want, a career to work in, in the grocery, you know. Um, they want to study and the grocery does not even give them time off to study. How did you manage working and studying, you know, at that time? I would say it was very, very difficult. I remember couple of days because at, at that time I was actually working in C tree. So mm-hmm. I worked down C tree. I was go back home tired, mm-hmm. dying. But if you know me, um I would say that my favorite form of uh, studying is cramming. Like that's that's just me. Right, okay. So before the exam, mm-hmm. I'm up for forty eight hours straight. And I mean you have a you have studying. a gift. You have a you have a gift. You gift everybody <laughs> Yeah, that's always been my um Mm. My thing, you know, just 48 hours, give me, I'm up, I'm not sleeping, I'm yeah. going hard on my books, you know, and I'm compensating. Um, I wouldn't say do this though, but I just say what works for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I kind of coped. I remember one of my friends, uh, actually one of my students now actually told me like, yo, I remember walking and talking to you in prayers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you and you're like, your eyes looking so dark, you're looking so tired. And he asked him like, what's wrong? I said, bro, I just studying, I, I had to do what I had to do, mm-hmm. you know, and well, uh, once the exams done, I could take a little breather, take a little rest, you know? Yeah, so. man. 
That's how I kind of manage that. And focus. What about doing other things like extracurricular activities? Well, did you all have time for that? You know, you had time to time to lime, time to show friends calling it a lime to party, this and that, Tyrone. I mean, you had the time for any other. It was just books, 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 books. <laughs> nah, so definitely. Um, everything, I think everything is all about balance. Mm. So while at Howard, um, we play sports, we both were part of the newly started Howard Rugby. Yeah, no, Howard but I'm talking about before Howard, before, before, oh, before Howard. Yeah, so secondary yeah. school, right? Yeah. So in secondary school, I play rugby mm. for secondaries. Um, as a part of that, I also wasn't, uh, you know, a couple of after school clubs did some tutoring, things like that. But I'd say rugby was my, you know, non-academic activity that I took part in that I right. really Sports. enjoyed. Yeah, man. I was in scouts. Mm. Um, and I you know I also go to, you know, the couple secondary school parties that they had and, and things like that. I think it's all about balance. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So you hear that there people is sports, is this extracurricular activities. Once again, we're talking to um, Tyrone Smith and Deontay Taylor, two of the young men who graduated with honors at uh, Harvard, yeah, Howard, sorry, Howard University, right, on Saturday, just recently on Saturday. Um, so we move in from, yeah, yeah, you got your, 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 your SAT results, decided they're going to Howard. How uh, how was it, you know, um, getting preparation to go to Howard? I mean, with the family, you know, you're going away for the first time. Were you all happy to finally leave this family? And it must have been exciting thinking, boy, we going all day, boy, you know what I mean? Um, going to America, yeah, being on, your, being on your own. Were you scared to be on your own? You know, how, how was that feeling for you? We'll start with Deontay. What was the feeling to leave the family, to go out there, to be on your own, your future, you know? Um... I would say, you know, from since a young age, I've always been a very, very independent person, very aware of my surroundings and what's going on, yeah. you know. So it was it was more like, okay, this is another part of my life. I need really <clears> to <throat> focus and, you know, get everything done. But even that wasn't easy. I remember um, I was going for my visa, actually, and mm. I got denied. What? <laughs> and I said, hmm, oh, I got denied. She said me, well, the document's not credible. I was like, oh, okay. And I was confused. Mm. I was sad. I was like, wait, is this the end of my journey? Yeah, I do all this for nothing. Yeah. And then somehow went back the next week with the same exact documents and they accepted it. So I hey. don't know what happened there. Is that but... different person? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, different person. Yeah. Wow, this United States. <laughs> so after that, I was like, hmm, you know, like I had this plan. I thought everything was perfect. And yeah, that man. just kind of created a big gap. And I was like, okay, hold on. I need to reassess my situation hmm. and get a little more serious you know yeah, but, but you know even just going away going on that plane for the first time you know just saying okay wow i'm gonna have to come into the next four years in another country you learn the environment the landscape the people it was a bit overwhelming at first you know i didn't really have like no real peers going with me i mean i met tyrone some at some point during my college life but yeah. he, i wasn't like counting on him to be like my really close friend there I was kind of on my own, whereas, you know, I know Tyrone had like a couple more friends from CIC who already going to the school as well. So let's mm. navigate, navigate that entire process. Yeah. Yeah, man. And Tyrone, what was it easier for you? I mean, because you say you yeah, had the friends. Process, there. Getting there and stuff was, uh, it was definitely easier for me, I would say, than, you know, Deontay's. But just like him, I share the same feeling, you know, uh, I'm a bit of an independent person, but going to a new country, a new place is always somewhat overwhelming you know scary but also exciting at the same time you know mm. i was looking forward to that new chapter of pursuing my career yeah uh, but yeah 
it, it, it was a bit easier for me the whole the whole process of getting the student visa and going up and things like that mm-hmm. and, and therefore well computer sciences was something that i guess you all would have done sciences and well cxea levels you were always interested in sciences both of you all. um yeah i was more actually interested in mathematics so i went on open for mathematics right and my actual goal because i really didn't know what i wanted to do mm-hmm. i just had a vision of you know i need to help the family whatever can help me do that if i'm good at i'm gonna do that I talked to some of my teachers at prayers and they were like, you know, actuarial science, looked into it, mm-hmm. you know, it sounded like something I like doing, I like to be, you know, in the field. And then by some way, some form, some shape, got into Howard and just switched majors. It's a, a big, big turn, you know, never did any computer science or any kind of um, computer studies for form six. So this was something brand new to me, whole new field. But, you know, after the first semester, I kind of fell in love with it. So, yeah. So tell me, tell me about that first day, the, the class, um, the until without, without your laptop, because I would think that, you know, if you're doing, well, you say you switch, but if you're doing computer sciences, it works here. Well, if you have this and you that, and I must have a computer. Was it that they didn't, well, was, they were supposed to give you the um, money to buy the computer? Right. So right. yeah. what actually happened is not mm-hmm. a lot of people at Howard get the full scholarship. So right. it's a very difficult process to navigate. Mm-hmm. So I would say like, there were about maybe 10, 12 of us out of like 2,000 students that had it. Mm-hmm. So most of the financial aid officers are not experienced dealing with this kind of issue. So now I'm talking to them, so you know, I signed my contract, my contract stated that I would be awarded X, Y, Z. They're like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. They said, go to the bookstore. I went to the bookstore. The bookstore said, what are you talking about? Go to financial aid, went to financial aid. They said, go to the bursar go to the dean and I'm just going around for like the first couple, like the first, yeah, I want to yeah. say three to four weeks going around. Sound like you're in Trinidad, everyone. Yeah, a whole runner is actually called the Howard runner around. It's a literal mm. term for it mm. because not all the services are always well connected. So yeah, it's really about who really knows all the information. Okay. So that was just <clears throat> a bit difficult and you know, well, my classes weren't stopping so i had to be doing that any day then trying to figure out something in the night to catch up with work and it's a bit of a um a bit of a hard process but you know eventually mm-hmm. it worked out and i got it and then you know finally was able to get my own little device that i could use in my classes so. yeah man so tyron you were the computer the computer sciences that was that what you wanted to do yeah that was always something i know i wanted to do i um i did it in in form five and then mm-hmm. form six i did computer science right. so that was always a career i saw myself doing um so got through to do that at howard um and just you know pursue that um but with the laptop story with uh Deontay, yeah uh we met when we started this school we met online before and mm-hmm. then in person and you know he and i'm in his class with him and then you know, he's left him, you know, he doesn't have a laptop. Yeah. He still hasn't received it from the school and he didn't have one previously to use. Um, you know, that was eye-opening to me, you know, like he's here trying his hardest and, and uh, sometimes uh, there's always challenges, you know. Yeah, but man. He persevered. Like, like, he actually asked me to, you know, borrow my laptop in class mm. uh, to, to do the work because he was so determined. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, boy, I had to say if perseverance was a person, it's Deontay, boy. You know? Yeah. Um, but he's, he's had to be lucky that he met you in the class. I mean, I don't know, some of these American kids 
might uh, maybe he might have one or two feel sorry might have borrowed the laptop but they might not how, how long how long did he have to use your laptop for how long hmm, that's a good question i want to say yeah. about <laughs> more than a month <laughs> oh okay okay a good couple of weeks yeah all right all right okay well, no, no, not too bad you know yeah not not too bad so you lent me a laptop and of course all is well and you have formed formed a bond now tell us about this um this uh well before we get to the pipeline uh project there's a lot of things that you all did in the school a lot of you know extra which was very smart a lot of extracurricular stuff you all did in the school you all of course you tyron having a little rugby background um how come you all decided to do that um that rugby thing in the, in the school and go for that that's possible a couple of other things you all could have done what made you all decide to do that in the first place get involved actually in the school you know yeah so for me like i mentioned in you know at cic i played rugby mm -hmm. for most of my years there played in a club i played with northerns you know in trinidad um and coming to uh college in the states i wanted to you know play a sport and continue right. um uh, unfortunately howard did not have a rugby team like that was just not a sport or uh, something that existed there mm -hmm. uh, and it just so happened the uh freshman dorm that we were staying in the so where i lived on campus uh there were a number of other fellas who actually from america yeah. who played rugby before and you know we we all sort of bonded over that like hey you play rugby like yeah i played rugby and uh, we, uh, we bonded over that and then we kind of all got the idea like why don't we try starting a rugby team at howard university mm -hmm. you know it's a sport clearly there's an interest for it there's yeah. an interest in the sport mm -hmm. um you know what's stopping us so because i played before um i the the whole process was led by a guy from america but we we work with him and organizing getting coaches working with the school things like that mm. and because i played and deontay was you know friends with me i encouraged him i was like you know try the sport out i don't think he had played before uh in trinidad but i found out something cool i told him you know we're doing this we're trying this we need people to come out uh you know yeah yeah good oh, encouragement right, all that. i think that's how he got into it yeah man so watch me your guys going down in history not only with the the academic achievement but with this sport and with this um this whole rugby team starting this rugby team out there at howard yeah yeah, yeah you know um so now it's been i think two two years mm -hmm. now that the rugby has been in existence yeah and we managed to go from uh small uh team you know just starting off to actually making it to uh the national championships for rugby uh, a few weeks ago nice so, one nice really good well like you well like you're reading these stories where you all get sponsorship and you said verizon also gave them us a hundred thousand dollars to gift a woman playing games at the same time now if i on campus and i get a hundred thousand dollars to give the girls i the king of the campus <laughs> well I could talk a bit about that. Um, so basically, ever since I was, you know, small, like I still looking for ways to support myself. I've always been, you know, good at video games. Mm -hmm. And I say to myself, there has to be some way for me to make this profitable. And, you know, just venturing from different online sites, I found a site where I could play and compete and actually make money. Yeah. Um, so I told my dad, I said, yo, this is what's going on. This is the opportunity thing. Dad watches me in my face, tells me, that's the scam. I don't believe that. Mm. So now, 
you know what? I say I'm going to keep playing. I keep playing. I think I saved up like a couple of thousand dollars TT in the account. Mm. And I say, hey, if this go bad, you could beat me. I will X. But here we're going on. I had this money here. Please take it out. Yeah. He take it out and he say, hmm, it's not a scam. But I say, well, I know. And I tell you that. Yeah. So I said, then, you know, I've been pushing this whole game and agenda. And, you know, like in the Caribbean, we don't have as many opportunities I know you would see like guys who stream these days making millions of dollars every year. Uh-huh. We don't really have that push in the Caribbean. So now I went over to Howard. That was something I was really trying to explore. Yeah. Um, and what actually happened was I met with the president as a part of my scholarship. Um, and we had a meeting and I told him, you know, this is something I'm really looking into. The entire field is called esports because it's like a online thing. Right, right. Um, and he said, you know, we're looking for someone at the school to actually push this agenda for us mm-hmm. and you would be a good fit for that. So once he told me that, that was all I needed to hear because I already started doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, the dorms weren't really well equipped to support gaming. Like, you would need like a strong Wi-Fi connection, a strong Ethernet connection. We weren't really afforded those things in the dorms because it wasn't something that was happening on campus. So I had to make a lot of push, a lot of strides um, to the points where I'm trying to compete and I have to carry my equipment through the snow and the rain to go in this next office because they have better connection and this, this, that. Mm. So it was it was a it was a battle. Yeah, man. Um eventually we ended up getting our sponsor and founding um the Howard University Esports Association. And with that, we met with a company called Community and they had a connection with Verizon, told them what, what we were doing. And they sponsored us a gaming lab. So they actually gave us two hundred thousand dollars. One hundred thousand was for the build out of this gaming lab. So we actually have a state of the art gaming lab mm-hmm. at Howard currently. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, the hundred thousand for scholarships, it was divided into five twenty thousand dollar scholarships. Mm-hmm. And it's like a vigorous process where they actually had to be playing games but also had to have like a certain GPA requirement. Yeah. And we were able to give out that to a couple of students as well. Um in addition to that, most recently, we had a gaming tournament uh, held by Mountain Dew. It's actually the largest game ever, actually. Mm-hmm. And we won that. So that was actually amazing. Um, even one of the players on my team got sponsored by Mountain Dew directly to actually go and play semi-pro. So that's kind of the whole situation with the gaming thing. And outside of just playing as a player... There's also a lot of options in terms of like being in the background. So like we actually got uh fly out to Atlanta to play this this big arena. There are people who were telling us about okay, how should we be interviewing, setting up the lights, the project management. Mm-hmm. All of this is like a whole field, a yeah. billion dollar industry actually. Yeah, man. That's so a lot of people don't outside know. of that getting, I would say, players, you're trying to get people exposed to the industry and give them jobs. Mm-hmm. And we actually kind of succeeded in doing that, you know. A couple of our players got internships as well. So that's been my big push at Howard, you know, just kind of creating that gaming space and really creating that ecosystem for students. Yeah, man. A lot of people think that this uh, game, there are a lot of uh, new, I would say, new wave, um, you know, um, occupations and opportunities and gaming and AI and whole technology that a lot of parents don't know. And when your children come to them and say, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, they say, but you're mad. Come now, man, do, do that. But <laughs> there are a lot of things that um people know. So I know, I hope that you all will be out there educating people, especially back here at yeah, home. And then also, um, one thing I forgot to mention, so yeah. we actually created a major and a minor for it. Right. So actually right now at Howard, you can go to Howard and mm. your major can be eSports. Okay, eSports major, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Nice then, man. Well, so we say you all are encouraging young people to pursue their dreams by putting all their all towards it. How, how do you all intend to do this, Tyrone? I mean, how do you then give? Of course, you all intend to help giving people in Trinidad scholarships, reaching out to them to get some of the same opportunities that you all had. How, how do you intend on doing this? Yeah, so I think throughout our time there at the school, uh, we, uh, like Deontay mentioned, uh, one of his students, uh, we, there were a few, there, you know, there were always people from Trinidad reaching out to us, like, you know, uh, mm -hmm. how did you get there? How, what, what is the process like? Things like that. And we sort of started taking uh, a lot of people under our wing and sort of mentoring them in terms of one getting into colleges here at the united states but also um getting experience that they can then you know take back home as in getting internships at companies here in the states which is extremely difficult um and we we from our experience and in, 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 in doing those things we we sort of started mentoring and uh you know helping others do the same mm -hmm. and that's something that we want to continue yeah, uh, the can expand on that Yes, yeah, so we actually have a couple of students right now at the university that we, you know, brought up all day from Trinidad. Okay. Um, that's by helping them through the process, helping them with the SAT prep, helping them with their application, just kind of being like a consultant in terms of what you need to be doing and what you should be doing. Nice, man. I, I, I wouldn't say it was always yeah, You're doing that for free? You're doing this for free? Well, yeah, at that point, yeah. Oh, but okay, okay. We, were, we had some more time then, you know, yeah. now, you know, work and stuff. Right, it's going right. to be a little more difficult to accommodate people now, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, at that time, you know, it was just a fight back because <clears> students <throat> are like, but you know, my mom's telling me I should still apply to UE and I'm going to go UE instead. And I'm like, yeah. I understand, you know, my dad even told me, you know, well, what about UE? And I'm trying to tell you, well, you know, there's more opportunities available here that you can, you know, broaden your horizons. Mm. And after constant conversations, you know, got them over here, got them actual internships, experience, jobs, all of that. I mean, you know, it's like a serious feeling for them but not 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 just for them but for us too you know because like kind of come like that's my son you know i bring my son over hey and he doing well so i feel really good about myself yeah you know and we kind of kept that going so you know we basically want to expand that and kind of create a business just for doing that and helping people yeah you know, that's what i'm saying your yorkers have a, a website a website the pipeline i mean the pipeline project could be a, a website www.pipeline.com and you know you do your thing and you you know, you, you load up or whatever. It could become a business. It could be a business. Yeah, that's something we definitely try to get launched uh, at least by the end of the year yeah. when we get back to Trinidad. So. Yeah, man. Of course, we're getting some messages here, folks. You'll take some calls, 26273-2236252257. Some men who, young men who definitely deserve to be congratulated. Tyrone Smith and Deontay Taylor, who are graduated at the top of Howard University's College in Engineering and Architecture. Messages here saying wishing them all the best. Boy, this is a great story. These two young men, boy, Tyrone Smith and Deontay Taylor. I will remember those names, right? Um, so what, what what are some of the, in terms of uh, challenges, I mean, being out there in, in, in Howard, you know, I felt a lot of, if you spoke to a lot of people who probably, I don't know if it's now in your generation, but a lot of people would have faced another discrimination. I mean, there's the U.S. and there's discrimination. You being too, you know, black men out there, you might not face it like a Black Lives Movement kind of thing. Hopefully, you never had to go through it. But being too, um, people coming from the Caribbean, from the West Indies, and doing so well, you know, doing better than the Americans, 
You know what I mean? Did you all ever get that kind of tension throughout your, your tenure at Howard? You start with Deontay first. Um, I would say so. Howard actually falls under the umbrella of HBCU. Mm -hmm. So what's an HBCU is it's a historically black college. All right. Okay. And what that basically means is that the majority of the students are black. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are still white students, but the majority uh, tend to be black. Mm -hmm. So in terms of discrimination, I didn't really feel anything. Um, I would still, there was one time I went to the grocery and, you know, I buy my paper towels. Yeah. And the lady come and tell me, hey, you ain't swipe for that. But I tell her, but look, I swipe for it, look on the screen. And she called the manager after me to tell me, hey, you mm -hmm. didn't swipe for that. Wow. And I was like, but it's on the screen. And then the manager came and she was like, you know, but it's on the screen. So she felt kind of bad and walked away. A car in your metal device? Like, What's going on, you know? <laughs> oh, but um, I would actually say, though, that I'd probably experience more discrimination in Trinidad than I have in America, actually. Okay, wow. America has been pretty um, pretty welcoming to me, at least in the college space. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm about to venture and out into the actual real working world. So I can't speak for that just yet. Yeah. What about you, Tyrone? Yeah, so like Deontay mentioned, it being an HBCU yeah, yeah. as well as uh, Howard also, mm -hmm. they are, they have deep ties with the Caribbean and with Trinidad and Tobago. Mm -hmm. uh, the president, you know, was from how uh, was from Trinidad. He actually yeah. went to CIP. Um, so Howard was always welcoming for us. One being black and being at a HBCU, but also having such a large Caribbean community. Yeah, uh, so they literally have a Caribbean tree on the yard. We have friends from all across the Caribbean, mm. a lot of people from Trinidad. So in Howard itself at college, we never really experienced that. Mm. But like the mentioned, you know, when we when we start a venture outside of campus, occasionally, you know, just not I would I wouldn't say we experience anything too overtly, mm. you know, racist. <clears throat> but, yeah. Um just you know subtle things like the mentioned, we're shopping mm. and and you know, you feel like they're following you, they're looking to see, you know, what you're doing while you're shopping, you know, just little things like that, maybe. But yeah. um, definitely at college, and it, it, it was a, a way more welcoming environment for right. us. Right. Well, you're lucky you're going, maybe if you're going to probably a Princeton or some kind of college in Mississippi or something, maybe that might happen. All right. So, you all, um, one is working at, uh, at Amazon and Google, right? So, tell us how, how, did, how did that happen? You know, we start with our Tyrone, Tyrone, tell me. Uh, sorry, it, it kind of cut out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know, well, one of you are working at an Amazon. Is you working at Amazon or Google? Uh, yeah, so I uh, currently work at Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, specifically Amazon Web Services, mm -hmm. uh, as a software engineer. So after graduating, um, that's the uh, career that I've, I've gone into. Right. Um, during our time at Howard University, we actually um, did a number of internships yeah. with I, I interned with Amazon previously, but I also um, did things with companies like Reddit and other tech companies, these tech companies that you hear about in this tech space. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so that's where we have experience in that field that we hope to also provide to people. And it's through those experiences that I'm currently where I'm at. Nice. And you are Deontay at uh, Amazon. No, I'm at Google. Google, I'm sorry, at sorry, YouTube, Google. Actually. Yeah, Google, yeah. Yeah, so I work at YouTube, kind of similar YouTube, story. Oh, okay. um, there's actually a program for students who are coming to study in America mm -hmm. that Google kind of funds. Right. And I was lucky enough to be accepted into this program actually before starting Howard. 
Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how I got my start and what kind of pushed me to really change my field. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, you know, like me and Tyrone have been involved in a, a lot of different things. So we were both TAs, um, so t- teacher's assistants for about, I want to say two to three years. We had like maybe two or three research positions for two years. Um, we did probably like four or five internships, had a bunch of fellowships. So we were really heavily exposed to the space and that kind of pushed us you know, to get into the space. And, you know, currently, like I said, I'm a software engineer at YouTube and well, Taryn is at Amazon. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Now, where do, you, where do you see yourself in the next, uh, you say the next five years? Mm. Um, Next five years, I would say ultimately, you know, taking the pipeline off the ground. That's definitely my biggest focus right now outside of, you know, work. Um, Also, creating like an esports space in Trinidad and Tobago and in the Caribbean. We also have some connections um, in some other Caribbean islands because as Tyron mentioned, you know, as Howard, we got exposed to something you wouldn't usually get exposed to. Like we had a very, very diverse uh, perspective in terms of like, I have friends from Jamaica, from Barbados, from St. Lucia, from St. Kitts, Grenada, Guyana. I can name all of them. Mm. And they kind of gave me a, a different perspective on the entire Caribbean. And through that, you know, I have some connections, you know, a bit uh, in the region. So basically creating that space in there. Even um, one of the games that I was playing recently started a South American league where players are actually getting paid up, whether, you know, 5,000 US dollars to play this game. So, you know, that's something mm-hmm. I really want to open up to the youth to give them another, you know, way to make some kind of living for themselves. Yeah, man. And you, Tyro, next five years, where do you see yourself? Yeah, uh, I see one in my software engineer, engineering career, mm-hmm. open to, you know, continue to progress and that it is a mm-hmm. feel like I mentioned, I've loved for a number of years, but also at the same time, I want to continue and actually have this pipeline fully fleshed out and have students, you know, uh, coming up to the States and gaining this sort of experience and also going back home to Trinidad and contributing there. You know, there's a lot of innovation. I feel like that we need not only in tech, any technology space, but for a number of things, finance, these different things. Mm. And I think if I can, in the next five years, have a pipeline where I have students coming up, getting this experience and then going back home and contributing, um, I think that'll be great. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to in the next five years. All right, man. So in terms of well, going back home and and contributing, I mean, you all you all basically set your lives uh, uh out there. You're all gonna be out there in the in the states. I mean, working from strength to strength. You don't really, but you know, if, even if you do come back home, it'd be probably to to visit. But do you intend to come back home here to you know to to work or is is there any company that you see here could even Hire you all with what the experience that you all have, have had out there? Well, I would say um, Trinidad's uh, tech industry is pretty um, robust. Mm-hmm. So there, there are lots of companies um, that I would consider. But also, you know, my goal is not really to be working for someone else the rest of my life. You know, no, my goal is more to come back to Trinidad and establish things to help other people. You know, I'm very big on giving back. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, like I said in, I think, in my interview, um, they let their environments dictate them. And mm. I'm really one who pushes against that. So I really want to go and give back and make a change because I know only because the certain mm. things working out and certain opportunities that were afforded to me, mm. I was able to reach where I am today. But not everyone else has that push, has that drive, has a support system, family, all of that. So mm. I really want to go back and make a difference. Um, 
So I definitely see myself moving much in that within well permanently within the next, you know, couple of years, maybe next ten years. Nice. And man. establishing something down there. Mm-hmm. How about you, um, Tyrone? Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh what companies I think they might be to, you know, hire us and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um I think slowly, like the other mentioned, it is a growing feel like there is the need for software engineers and for technology just mm-hmm. evolving, whether it's the government, these different things. Um so my hope so right now there may not exist a company that uh is specifically maybe looking for mm-hmm. our expertise to be uh i guess as workers but i think we can come home and uh you know lead lead the field in innovation and lead mm-hmm. uh in these things yeah man did, did you all get to have a chat with the uh, with the prime minister um with dr keith rowley at all I mean, just uh, unfortunately not. We were mm. not in the um, not in the the space to do so. You know, like with a lot of security, it was yeah, yeah. even pretty hard to get into the venue. Mm. Um, actually, they changed the venue at the last minute, like two days before. To, you know, accommodate the U.S. president and you know the Secret Service and all that setting up parameters all around the, the campus and uh, a lot going on. So unfortunately, we were not able to have that chat with him. Right, right, right. Of course. All right. So um, of course, folks are talking to, to Tyrone Smith and Deontay Taylor. Two of the guys who got that great, great achievements. I mean, Deontay Taylor, 23, Tyrone Smith, and of course, working at Amazon and Google. What, what is the experience like in like a company like those and uh, working at Amazon and Google? What, what, is, what is different from working there than to being when you were at college, university? Um, so I would say there's no real difference. So mm-hmm. basically, at these higher companies, like some internships you may get um, throughout the college career, mm-hmm. they might be superficial. So they will give you a fake project and a fake this and a fake that. Mm-hmm. Usually at these companies, you get a real project and you actually made an impact. So for example, I worked on the Amazon, well not Amazon, the Google Alexa, basically, their version of Alexa. Mm-hmm. And essentially what we worked on was basically Let's say you wanted to play a song, but the song is the name of the album as well. Mm. I worked on the process of using machine learning to adjust and let the device know whether or not you want the song or the album by asking you follow-up questions. Eventually, this answer would be saved, so you don't have to keep asking or keep answering every time. Um, And that's something that actually went live with Google in an update that they posted to the device. So that's me actually making a big impact across you know Google's millions of users. Nice. Versus you know some other internships, it was just like you got a fake project and if you performed well, they give you a pat on the back. Um, in addition to that, we kind of got all the benefits of a real full-time worker in terms of like, um, I would say the amenities at the office. So for example, at Google we get free food, so we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the free office. Free food. We have like. What? <laughs> Yeah, they have, uh, uh, they have uh, I want to say about four or five cafes on most of the campuses. So you get free food. Um, the food is really decent. Some, mm. day, some days, you know, it's a bit, yeah. eh, but after the days, it's pretty good. Yeah, man. Um, outside of that, they have like basketball courts on the campuses. They have volleyball courts. So mm. sometimes, you know, after work, play a little volleyball, play a little basketball, do something like that. And after that, they also have gyms. So I might go hit the gym. Yeah. By the time I hit the gym and I'm finished, dinner time go get dinner pack up my two boxes go home you know so yeah a little rotation yeah again a lot of messages yeah bit how do i get my children onto that pipeline project because i would like my son to study out there as well too so we had a lot of messages of parents out there 
who um, you know, well, how, do, how kids have their their dreams I to mean, be studying out there. So I mean, you might you might not a girl list. Okay. <laughs> mm, you might not a Um, in terms of that, well, I I think uh, in terms of reaching out to me or Tyrone, probably Facebook is the best. Mm. Um, if you look up Deontay Taylor on Facebook, you should be able to find me. I don't think there are any others in terms of that right now. <laughs> Facebook, that for um, old people, why is Insta? Well, um, I mean, Facebook, uh, well, Instagram, Instagram, um. Yeah. As well, mm. uh, our Instagrams, TDS, Tyrone, yeah. uh, Deontay, TYB, yeah. uh, are the Instagrams you can, you know, message us at. Uh, I would say fairly active mm. <laughs> on those platforms, you know, able to answer us our questions and, you know, yeah, talk about more stuff. Beautiful, man. So where, where do we where do we go from, from here, guys? I mean, um, do both of you, I could see probably both of you all, this pipeline dream, it tend to be a business in the year, I mean, and in the future. But where do we go from here? What are, you, what are your plans, really? You know, or no, as of, as of the moment. Um. Yes. Yeah, so right now, I'm you know, just focusing on work, making sure I'm doing well. There's a lot to learn right now on the job. Um. In addition to that, kind of plan out some future options. So while at Howard, I was given like a honors advisor, and she was advising me on different things I could do in the future. So one of them was, you know, going to Stanford and doing this PhD program. It's like a fully funded PhD, and it's geared towards the world's next um, world leaders. Very competitive, and I was thinking about doing it, you know, right after college. But I said, you know what? I wanted to work a little bit, get a lot of experience in the industry, make sure that this is what you know I really want to do. Um, and also, we have like a, there is a Howard to Columbia pipeline that we were considering doing as well. But you know, same thing with the experience in the industry. So that's like something on our back burner right now. In addition to you know the other things we have planned. Mm, all right. And what about you, Tyrone? <clears throat> uh, for me, I'd say um, one one thing I really want to do in terms of you say what's next and maybe even for, more so for the future um, is I believe like education and these things should be accessible to all and uh, my goal eventually is to you know hopefully someday set up some scholarships and uh, funds to get students like us and students like Deontay who may not have a laptop to attend college but want to do these things to um, to just have access to it and be able to uh, be able to pursue their dreams and do these different things um, as well as, so that's one goal, as well as, you know, eventually uh, pursuing further education and things like that, like Deontay mentioned. Mm, nice, guys. Guys with a good head on their shoulders. I know you all read about what's happening with the youths in Trinidad and Tobago today. How, how you feel about that? What you feel is the is, is the answer? What you, what you feel you could do? I think it's just, you know, I think as my uncle has told me, the answer is love. Mm. You don't have enough love in the country, and I feel, you know, if the youths feel a little more love, by everyone around them, you know, things will make a big change for the better. Yeah, but you didn't. I mean, you with your with some of your challenges. I mean, you could have given up and say, "Why mean going through all this SAT thing now? Why mean going through all this now? Why, you know?" But um, you say you say you really wanted to help out your family, you know. Yeah, in addition to that, I think I, I live by a mantra. You know, I, I think that. I was a bit different from others growing up and I was able to recognize that and you know mm. I really didn't want to waste my God-given talents you know I said that this is something I could do mm. not because it's hard I remember at times complaining you know like every time I do something it's something new every time I want to get here it's a, it's a roadblock you know and I just I said oh gosh I want a break oh gosh you know I want to just be able to sleep for 10 days straight as yeah. I remember saying that every day <laughs> 
But every every other year I was saying that, you know, I just wanna stop. I wanna pause, you know. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, I didn't get that pause, but you know, things got easier progressively and things got better, you know. So there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what 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 kept you going, Tyrone? Throughout all of this, I showed me it was there ever a time you wanted to give up and say this thing so hard, boy. What what kept you going? Yeah, you know, like the is my family. Mm. I'd say just having them back home and just wanting to one make them proud, but also support them and do different things i i that's what that in in the late night hours when you're up studying late that's that's just what kept me going mm. and uh for the youths i know you asked deontay and us i would say is from what deontay says discipline i think you know discipline is uh if we could have could be more disciplined with ourselves and and, and pursue something and stick to it uh and work hard at it i think you know we can all achieve different things and we we have this 4.0 GPA, but I think that's just a testament to hard work more than us being some kind of super and in, in, insanely intelligent people, you know. Because mm. um, a, a 4.0 is just getting A's over all your semesters, and I think that's just discipline and and yeah, hard work. And who who were some of the people you looked up to? I mean, throughout all of this, all your life, for somebody you, look, you looked up to. Uh, for me, one would be uh, my father. Mm -hmm. uh, my father is someone who I feel like he, he came from, uh, uh, you know, a humble background and, yeah. and to where he took himself in terms of education and uh, with what he does now, that's something I always admired and tried to emulate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd say he was a role model for me in terms of that academically. Um, and, and, and on another note, my mother, you know, yeah. while uh, what she does... <clears throat> Uh, so my father is in a similar technology space right. but what my mother does is not related to that but just seeing her hard work and, and dedication and things that she has done uh, to support me and stuff throughout my life has just been inspiring so for me those are my role models nice one who are your role models um, Deontay hmm. I'm trying not to think here I would say um, in terms of role models I didn't really have many um, I just remember I think our pivotal moment was meeting someone at presentation called San Fernando. Um, when I, while I was in Form Six, actually, mm. and I remember talking to him, and he said, "You know, what we just do? We just spend the night in the school." I said, "Spend the night in the school?" Mm. He said, "Yeah, Friday night we just stay and study and this and that." And I said, "Hmm, ole, 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 good brother." Mm. And then it just so happened I ended up spending night in the school, mm. and this, 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 this guy. He ended up winning like the top Caribbean students, I think, a couple of years ago in the entire Caribbean. Um, and he kind of motivated me, like, yo, like he's doing it, I'm doing it, you know. And I touched to my friend and said, yo, he's doing this. I want you guys to come meet me. We spend the night in the school tonight. Then men say, boy, you're mad. I say, it go be vibes, it go sweat on time, we go study, we go, you know. Yeah. And eventually we talked to the principal, we get done. Happy to say that, you know, out of, I think it was about seven of us, you know. I think all of us got scholarships, so you know it worked out for the better. Um, and I know we had like a speech, I think we talked about not being mediocre. Mm. And that was actually something that I already had in my mind as a mantra. And I kind of added on to that. So since then, you know, my whole thing is not being mediocre, pushing myself to be the best in whatever it may be, trying my hardest at all times. Um, and yeah, that kind of pushed me forward because I didn't really have anyone really showing me the way. No one really showed me, oh, college and this. No one really 
I'm the first uh, in my immediate family to get a degree as well. No one had that before me. So, you know, right. kind of saying, okay, I need to be great. I need to push myself to be the best I can be. And that's kind of what happened. Nice, man. Beautiful. Well, guys, you know what I mean? Um, very proud of you all. I know the nation is very proud of you all. I sent your numbers to a few people well. So you should be getting some calls to do some more interviews, especially on some of the um, urban stations where young people need to really hear this kind of, uh, you know, this kind of story. You know what I mean? So, guys, keep going from strength to strength and see you in the future, right? Deontay Taylor and Tyron Smith. Anything you all want to say before you leave? Uh, Tyron, you want to go first? Mm. Uh, one, I'd like to thank, you know, uh, base on the station for giving us uh, giving us this opportunity to come and uh, speak and talk about our experiences. Um, and I just want to reiterate, you know, what I spoke about and what Deontay spoke about, you know. As a nation, we need more love. Uh, and discipline um, and I think those two things could really help us a lot so yeah I just want to end off with that yeah man uh, same thing over here that's much thanks really I appreciate it for the interview for the opportunities for the love from the nation you know it's a very very young I say meaningful moment to me and all that paragraphs of people I don't even know telling me I'm so happy for you and you really did us part and you know, it makes me you know feels me with bliss honestly <laughs> Um, so that's really appreciated for all the love, like Tara and saying, you know, I really need this love to go around any country to really make an impact. Um, you know, and it's happy to, you know, be <laughs> be able to share my story. Yeah, man. What, what about um, that guy I'd interview him to? You went to Preston Jafar. Is Jafar? Oh, yeah, Jafar? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jafar is actually one of our <laughs> very good associates, very close friends. Um, mm. We actually convinced him as well to jump into the space. So he was doing like biology at the time. And we said, yo, this is what this is. And he mm -hmm. said, serious. And we said, yeah, we actually were able to help him and I'll get an internship. Um, we actually lived together for like a couple of months. Okay. Uh, one summer while we were all interning together. So yeah. Nice, man. Nice, man. Well, keep it together, guys. Right. And keep uh, making Trinidad and Tobago proud, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, folks. So that's Deontay Taylor and Tyrone Smith, two of the Howard graduates that graduated with honors out there on Saturday. Nice to talk to some, you know, well-rounded gentlemen there. You know what I mean? Um, bit of shame. I got a lot of WhatsApp messages there. I didn't get any calls from any of you or nothing from Pinal or, you know, Kingsley or Rowley Jr. or the Baratari or thing to hell with all you. You know what I mean? What do you want to talk us about? catch up on mustard politics and back and up. But when we have the youth doing well, you know, it's great to um, give them the kudos. Very proud of those uh, those gentlemen out there. Right? Talk, talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.